Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Colibri Games podcast. Today, we have something very exciting for you, and that is the topic of getting started in gaming. Now, this is one of the most commonly asked questions um, when we speak with candidates, applicants, and anyone interested in learning more about Colibri Games, and that is what is it that I have to do to get into the gaming industry, to break into the industry? And today we are bringing to you two amazing people from the company uh, who have uh, different educational backgrounds and definitely different career paths. And we think that today's episode is going to be very interesting for all of you who are thinking about um, yeah, breaking into the industry. So it is uh, my great pleasure to introduce you today to Clara Gors, um, our operations manager, and Moritz Beckman, who is a game designer for our biggest game, Idle Miner Tycoon. So welcome both. Thank you. Thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah, hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So um, I'm going to skip introducing you uh, folks because I want you to do that yourselves. So maybe we could start with, let's say, Clara. Tell us a bit more about who you are and what is it that you do with Colibri Games. Yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Clara. I'm working at Colibri Games for two and a half years now. So um, I got a few insights. also saw the company growing a bit in this time. Um, my role basically is the role of operations manager, which is a bit of everything, I would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I actually started out as an assistant at Colibri Games, but then moved on to take over like broader projects. So I have my hand uh, on projects that have to do with new office, with old office stuff, with financial topics, with reporting. I do something with diversity and inclusion. Sometimes I also co- collaborate with um, people ops to work on learning and development topics. I, so basically, it's a lot of project management involved throughout all teams, so to say. And also like a bit of an involvement with product topics. So uh, in Germany, there's actually a saying like a, a girl for everything. So I would say that's uh, basically me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. You mentioned quite a number of, of different topics there um, that I am sure we're going to have the chance to explore further. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, so thank you for, for the intro, Clara. And Moritz, over to you. Tell us a bit more about who you are and was it what is it that you do here with us? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so like uh, Marina also, uh, already said, my name is Moritz. I work as a game designer on IMT. I've been with the company for about two years now, uh, first as an intern and now as a regular game designer. Um, and in that role, uh, there's a lot of topics that are covered by uh, game design um, from obviously coming up with feature ideas, like what's the next big thing uh, to implement in IMT, right, um, over to maintaining uh, the game itself uh, if we ever do uh, reworks of features balancing changes so a lot of uh, work in excel a lot of math and then also over to like live ops uh, offer strategies monetization all that good stuff cool moritz uh, you mentioned that you joined us as an intern and then you kind of progressed in a more uh, full-time full-time position how was this transition for you what would you say was kind of the most important thing going from one to the other in terms of responsibilities maybe you know the fun stuff that you enjoy now more than than you had before uh yes so um when i joined as an intern actually right out of um studying game design um so i studied it at a trade school actually not at a university um, and we had like a mandatory internship as part of that 
um, where I already started at Colibri and then decided to uh, stay here for like a longer internship. Um, and during that internship, obviously, the focus was more on um, learning the processes, getting to know the company, getting to know the product as well. A um, big part of the, the role of a game designer is uh, to, uh, to be familiar basically with how the game works, right? We have to know how all of the mechanics work, uh, how they all play into each other, we have to have a good understanding of the in-game economy, all that stuff. Um, so I would say the internship was more of the getting familiar with everything, what you would expect from an internship, right? Learning, uh, learning how everything works. Um, and then after six months of internship, the company made me an offer to actually stay here as a regular. And because they saw, okay, now I'm at the level where I can uh, work independently from um, my lead, uh, from the other game designers. Um, and just move into the role of a regular. And and you mentioned that you've kind of you've gone to a special school that kind of specializes uh, on uh, education for the gaming industry in particular. Do you feel like this made it easier for you to kind of join the company and, and step into the industry? And if yes, from which perspective? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I basically took like the very straightforward path of um, just going to a specific school. In this case, the um, S4G School for Games mm -hmm. in Berlin, uh, which is a trade school speci uh, specializing in uh, education to get into the gaming industry. And yeah, that helped me on the one hand, obviously learning the hard skills, right? Getting my knowledge of game design, of balancing. Uh, we had like introductions to programming, even in the game design course, uh, just to, to get us like a broader understanding of how everything works. The second part is also we had a lot of uh, practical experience while uh, while learning there actually so the time there was separated into basically theory and praxis where we had uh, actually a student project per semester that we worked on um, which already gave us the experience of working in a team working with different departments uh, which is very helpful obviously as well as just the benefit of getting connections because a lot of the teachers or actually all of the teachers um, that would teach different uh, subjects there would be people that actively work in the gaming industry. Um, so not like, for example, if you go to a university, you get like a game design professor who's been teaching game design for the last 10 years and has basically no idea what's going mm -hmm. on right now in the industry, right? Um, in, in the case of School for Games, they actually bring in people who have regular jobs in the gaming industry to teach uh, for like one or two days um, in order to actually get like the real perspective right yeah um, and that makes sure that the information that we get is like up to date as well as just introducing us to the people um, so i had the privilege of starting out with a lot of contacts um, both from the teachers as well as the former students that were like in the in the years above me that then uh, went on uh, to work at a lot of companies also in berlin all right okay so that's pretty cool so basically you were technically educated by people who were severely involved in the industry from the hands-on perspective. And right, we know how important it is that, you know, we stay up to date with what's happening. It's a very fast moving market. The competition is fierce. So that's definitely, I can definitely see a lot of benefits in being able to have this insider perspective sort of before you've even made it into the industry. Super interesting. Clara, from your end, can you tell us a little bit more about your educational background now that you've heard Moritz speak? Um, how does it kind of correlate to your experience and then getting the in into the industry uh, after uni for you? It's actually super interesting to hear from Moritz. 
um, experiences because I would love to have these too <laughs> when I wanted to start in gaming. Like, um, I basically took the opposite path, the, the hard way, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, and what Moritz already mentioned, having connections and actually people who already work in the gaming industry, um, for me also seemed like a, a big plus or a big need uh, where you need to focus on and what, where I also focused on in the past to actually get into gaming. So basically I'm coming from a totally other field. I was studying psychology okay. here in Berlin. Uh, I actually wanted to go into forensic psychology because I thought like super interesting. I did uh, a lot of internships and stuff. But then at this time I was like, okay, is there really like, this is it? There wasn't really like, it was interesting, but there was not the feeling of, hey, I want to do this for the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, okay, maybe I need to do a, I need to sit down and think about, hey, what do I want to do with my life right now mm -hmm. um, when finishing the, the bachelor degree. Besides that, I worked in an e-commerce startup where I got in touch with topics like customer service and then moved on to like product management roles. So mm -hmm. I basically got a first idea of how a business, a product would work in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and then university was over. Uh, I was like, hey, I, I need something that combines basically what I've learned in university about psychology, mm -hmm. uh, that combines what I've learned in my job so far besides my studies and that uh, the most important thing that combines with what I love to do and what I am interested in. And that was obviously gaming. So it was a decision that I took, hey, gaming is the way to go. Let's, uh, let's do it. Um, then, yes, uh, the, then the contacts basically came in, uh, start making contacts. So Uh, mm. Without context, I would say it's nearly impossible uh, to start anywhere. So I basically went, and I would recommend this to, actually to everyone. I went to meetups. I got to uh, LinkedIn, wrote to people, um, tried to start making some some connections like, hey, are you doing VR? Are you doing mobile games? Uh, tell me about your experience. Like, who do you know? Um, I love to do that. I can do this. Um, so basically started the whole networking thing here. And everyone actually told me in the beginning, it will be so hard to get into gaming <laughs> with no specific gaming development related background and stuff. I was like, yeah, besides I love gaming, I don't really have any experience with like the development cycle or so. But I wanted to prove them wrong. And I would say where there's a will, there's a way. So um, I love that. Yeah, I just continued socializing, networking, and not stopping. So I applied to Colibri Games. And I think um, looking back now, it was definitely the right fit. And yeah, but when there's passion, when there's passion, then uh, I think it will always work out in the end. Even if, it, if you take the harder way, the harder path. Yeah, I, I love what you said, because I feel like sometimes people just feel like it's, you know, it's very easy to give up because there really is this stigma around um, only one particular type of talent makes it into the industry and then succeeds in the industry. And I feel like people sometimes give up before they give uh, a really good fight. Uh, and I feel like based on what you told us, that's exactly what you did. And you were kind of very persistent around 
just making it and, you know, proving everyone wrong. And I love that. And actually there's so many roles in a gaming company besides actually working on a game, mm -hmm. you know, I think Moritz has a very good path for uh, going into game design and actually having the theoretical background to, to know how to do balancing. I wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but besides that, there are so many other roles that are still important to support a gaming company where still like some specific gaming knowledge is needed, but you maybe can take over other roles that like support the game teams, for example. Yeah. And what was important then for you when you kind of decided to, to join the gaming industry in terms of the position that you wanted to step into? Was your primary goal to basically just make it into the industry or did you want to use at least some of the skills that you've gathered throughout your studies and kind of be able to apply that in your role? Oh, that's actually a tricky question. So uh, I think every path starts with a dream and I started basically with the biggest dream possible to go into a product section actually mm -hmm. and become like the... Uh, biggest boss of the biggest whatever game that everyone in the world lost <laughs> so uh, I, I shoot it for the moon for the stars um, but then on the way when you learn when you experience things you understand hey my skills maybe are even better in a more business related position for mm -hmm. example like in my case mm -hmm. so I learned on the way to to really value the business topic. So I actually stayed more in this section, basically, mm -hmm. uh, and just went on this path. Yeah. And now that you, you, you told us a lot about, you know, the effort that you put into making it uh, into the industry. And I'm curious, what is very important for you right now in terms of continuing the growth? Like, what do you need to do now or continue doing now or learn uh, in order to stay in the industry and to feel like you are developing professionally? Yeah, so for me, it's actually uh, pretty straightforward since um, yeah, I am in a very clearly defined role as a game designer here uh, at Colibri. Um, for me, my career path forward is pretty obvious. I just keep doing what I'm doing, right? I keep growing, uh, keep working, gaining work experience, um, but also outside of work, obviously, um, keeping up with the industry itself. Um, so especially for a game design position, it's very important that you know what's going mm -hmm. on in the industry right now right it's important that you keep playing the newest games in our case since we are a mobile games industry um just keep looking uh, for the next big hit in the app stores try to find out what's trending right now um just in order for you to you know keep up with competition as well um on a personal level then obviously uh, for game design there's usually two paths you can go for um, when you are a regular game designer, either you go more toward um, management skills mm -hmm. uh, and aim for a lead game design position, uh, which is more like a leading a team, right? Managing people uh, side of things, or you um, specialize in one specific aspect of game design. In this case, it could be specialization in balancing or specialization in high level feature design, um, and then going on to become mm -hmm. a senior game designer in that field. That's that's super interesting. Thank you for that um, for that insight. I think that's one thing that people kind of don't think about as much. Kind of they try to make it into the industry and just try to get that very first role. But like you said, it's so important for people to see that being part of the industry is about continuous learning and development. Because as an industry, we 
grow so quickly and the competition really is so fierce and it is you know of course you have to be so good at what you do hands-on but you have to have this more kind of strategic business perspective at all times because that is just the market that we that we operate in basically uh, at the same time though i think it's important to not be um, to not feel like you basically have to have your whole career planned out already when entering mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are put, put off by that like they are like well i vaguely like do would love doing something games related for work mm -hmm. but i don't know what so if i go into the industry now i'll fail and that's just not the case for me even uh when i went to uh, the school for games basically i was like well i i'd like to do some game design please <laughs> um and but that's that's all right, right i didn't have any further plans from that mm -hmm. um and then while you're learning while you're working and gaining experience you will find out what what topics suit you best uh, what you like to do more right and you then kind of naturally lean towards one direction or the other so if you think hey i'd love to get into the games industry but i don't know what to do yet or also on the point that you brought up before of well i like you need specific talents to get into the industry i don't have those uh, i personally don't think there's there is such a thing as talent uh, everything you need to work in games is a skill that you can learn if you're interested in for example uh, creating art but you have no experience i don't know if you want to get into 3d art just download blender watch a few youtube tutorials and just do something right yeah. um just everything you need to be in the industry can be just all the skills you can acquire basically on your own with enough uh, time investment mm -hmm. i think that's a very important message um, because ultimately not everyone has the opportunity to attend a school that focuses particularly on, on the games industry. And from our end as well, I can definitely say that we hire for potential. We, we have been since the very beginning and we want folks who are ready to learn and grow and have this intrinsic motivation to constantly develop themselves personally and professionally. So ultimately really it doesn't matter whether this luxury, so to say, or privilege to attend such a such a school uh, was available to you if you have the, the drive to make it happen. And then, um, Moritz, you talked a bit about at the beginning how, you know, you got exposed to quite a number of different aspects of building a game throughout your studies. And I'm curious, has the school actually prepared you well for being able to decide what kind of a role you saw yourself in when you stepped into the industry? And did you feel like anything was available for you? Or did you maybe from the other end feel like maybe you were kind of, how to say, directed in one way or towards one direction and you didn't feel like maybe there were that many options available to you? I hope that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, Jess. Um... Yeah, so um, basically how it worked is when uh, you sign up for the school, you choose between one of three paths, basically. One is just art, vague, vaguely. The other one is programming. And the other one is like mm -hmm. um, what they call game development, which is a mix between game design and uh, producer knowledge, which is like product management stuff. Um, so I signed up for the game design and uh, product management um, courses. Uh, but then... In, throughout the first semester, actually, no matter which one of those you signed up for, you would get the same uh, courses. You would all get an introduction to programming. You would all get an introduction to game design. You would all get an introduction to art, um, which I think is not only important because it helps people see, oh, well, maybe I initially thought I would 
like to do game design, but now actually, why not? Why shouldn't I just go into programming? I seem to uh, do better there, or that is just more fun for me, right? Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think it's important, even if you stick to your lane, um, to just have some understanding at least of the other departments, uh, because it massively helps you with communication. It massively helps you understanding their perspective, uh, especially, for example, in a field like uh, game design or as a product manager where you have to communicate with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be able to talk with a programmer and understand um, what they're saying, right? When they talk about uh, the code, when they talk about their estimations. Um, and just this broad knowledge at the beginning really helped me um, like build that base. Maybe to add to... Uh, maybe to add to one point earlier from Moritz about like the, the skills also um, that can make you successful or get you into gaming industry. I think being open-minded and curious is one, like uh, to take, just take a look at things that you maybe don't know yet. For example, I also took some coding lessons when I started uh, here at Colibri. So uh, I actually went to on to develop my very own first mini game, although it was not really my job, but um, it was like just a side hobby then. But uh, being open and curious is something, just try it out. There are tons of courses outside, tons of knowledge in the internet that you can make use of. Very good point. And then Clara, on that note, um, when it comes to these uh, other skills that might be useful, you mentioned that you studied psychology, which I think is super fascinating. Um, and then have you had the opportunity to maybe use those skills that you acquired during your education to coordinate different things, work with different departments, teams? How does that work? Yeah, there, there's this mystique around studying psychology that you're always <laughs> analyzing everyone around you. I can Isn't say it that's true? Not, that's, that's definitely not the case. Oh, no. <laughs> we, had, we had like, I think, had two courses during the whole, um, the whole studies where we actually did something that might be related to this. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I can say uh, it, it's wrong. I don't analyze everyone. But however, um, I think what I've mostly learned in my studies is to actually be organized. And um, at some point also, um, like the numbers part, actually, from psychology, the statistics part helped mm -hmm. me out a lot um, to be comfortable with numbers and um, reporting stuff also. Um, however, I think most important is... Um, or the value from studies is that you over several years work on a huge project, which mm. is like broken down into sections. Of course, the university says you what to do. However, you get to do projects on your own mm. and try to coordinate everything maybe with some other people. I think this is actually the most valuable part that you can take with you into, into your job in the end. And the other big thing I would say is communication. And this I like touched a bit in my studies, I would say. Uh, however, of course, only the theoretical part and not the practical one itself. Of course, like active listening and stuff like that. We've learned that. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're in, in your actual job and you have a big project and you have uh, 10 people working on the same thing, or doing a bit of different details, then communication is key. And to try to over-communicate, but at the same time, not like disturb people all the time mm -hmm. to find the right balance, that, that's something that you actually only learn 
when you're doing it mm -hmm. and where like theoretical construct cannot really help you mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a, a really great point lots of stuff that we touched on when it comes to what we would call right soft skills more, more on the softer side that are just as important if not even more important to prepare you for the environment that you're going to be uh, facing right especially in a in a more startup related atmosphere like the one that we have at work it's just really important that we are on the same page and that we can work agile cool all right so folks i i have one question for both of you you both talked about how important it was to prepare for what was Uh, what was waiting for you in the industry in one way or another, you know, finding hacks, networking and, and whatnot. But um, I want to hear from you, um, starting from, uh, let's say you, Clara, when you joined Colibri Games, was there a specific person, uh, your lead or, or a mentor or just somebody whom you worked closely with uh, who really helped you kick off your career um, in gaming after you joined? Oh, yes, definitely. A uh, big shout out to Ali, one of the co-founders. Uh, I had the pleasure to actually work with him on a daily basis because I was supporting him as his assistant, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he was my main mentor, so to say. He um, put a lot of effort and time into helping me grow. Like we did uh, book clubs, we did sessions where I basically broke down my personal development goals into smaller past for example um we did sessions about games we did sessions about monetization we did sessions about development so actually i did all all the stuff that i learned here was uh, in the beginning started with Oli. yeah so big shout out <laughs> wow that is that is super super interesting and it, it does sound like such a an awesome thing to have available to you you know to learn from somebody who co-founded the company you know who created the And the company itself, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, shout out to to Oli. Um, I hope Oli's still listening to us. Um, so yeah, <laughs> cool, awesome. Moritz, from your end, anyone you would uh, you would point out in particular? Yeah, I would say um, Pablo, who used to work as a game designer on uh, Idle Miner Tycoon as well, um, because he also um, was a School for Games uh, alumni when he joined the company. Um, I knew him from there already. He kind of was like a semi-mentor-like figure for me then. So through him, I like got the contacts uh, at Colibri. He um, like really pushed um, for the connection between School for Games and Colibri Games with like uh, appearances at events that the School for Games would have, like a career day where we would invite people from uh, different Berlin-based companies and like say, hey, why don't you come work for us, right? Um, as well as just, you know... Um, bringing to the attention of the students hey there's like i don't know colibri uh, is throwing a party uh, public everybody can come uh, and so suddenly like <laughs> half of the school for games was at the colibri party i remember well. those days um, yeah, yeah so that, <laughs> that definitely oh, that yeah. definitely like uh, created a connection there um and then also once i joined as an intern um he obviously helped me uh, get into the project uh, and like get familiar with all the processes um, and just like, yeah, help me settle in basically. Yeah, I think it's uh, both of you, what you mentioned, it's kind of, I feel like speaks of the importance of continuing, so to say, this networking even after you joined the company, because it's really a great way to continue learning and growing. 
yeah, I think networking is actually one of the most important things you can do. Um, even when you are outside of the industry right now, like say you you are interested in, in the games industry, you want to get into it, but you don't know how, um, there's probably going to be um, groups you can join. There's probably going to be meetups in your area if you're uh, in a larger city. Uh, for example, here in Berlin, we have the Games Creators Hangout, um, which uh, used to happen uh, every month. Obviously, right now, uh, you can't really meet up with uh, big groups of random people. Um, but it would be just uh, one day in the month where um, you would just hang out at uh, like some location, usually a bar. Um, you can like just mingle, right? Just talk to people. And you would have a healthy mix of people who are in the industry, um, of students, um, where their teacher basically said, hey, just go there. You need to know the people. You, know, you need to you know, mm -hmm. put yourself out there. Um, but also people from outside the industry. Uh, we had a lot of programmers, for example, who are already working in um, like app development uh, and other companies, but are now interested in getting into it. But also just people who create games as a hobby, right? Or are just interested in, hey, how can I get started? Mm -hmm. uh, and these events for me are just super important um, because it gives you the contacts. You know, you know, if you show up at every one of these for half a year, then suddenly you're gonna be recognized. You're gonna mm -hmm. recognize the other people. There's gonna be a connection. But also you have the opportunity to talk with so many other people uh, and hear so many other uh, experiences because like even for me, even if I were in a room with 20 other game designers who work at 20 other companies, um, they would all have a different experience than me because like no matter where you work, there are always going to be slight differences in processes, uh, differences in the, the team dynamics and how they approach certain problems. So it's always valuable to hear uh, those insights. Mm -hmm. Or you can just join one of the game gems um, to actually get your hands on, right? That's uh, it. I've also did this in the beginning. Like everyone can join, no matter which background, what you uh, can do good or not so good. Um, there's room for everyone. So just join one of the game gems and actually try it out yourself. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. And we organize our own game jam every single year at the beginning of this year. Hopefully we will be able to do it on site again next year. So definitely stay tuned for that. Awesome, folks. So one of my last questions was related to the advice that you would give people who want to uh, who wanna join the gaming industry. But I feel like we've already talked about that. Pretty much this whole episode is about that. So for the folks who are listening, don't be lazy, rewind, and you have so many gems to, to pick up from this conversation. And one thing that we have concluded, I believe for sure, is, and the introverts are going to scream now, is you have to network. You have to find your tribe and you just have to get connected with people. And um, basically, yeah, just put your name out there. Um, get to know the industry, get to know the folks in the industry. And, you know, it's um, the rest will come, I hope, on its own. I will say to that point, though, um, especially because you said like the introverts will scream, it is significantly wrong, <laughs> easier. No, it is significantly easier um, to go to such meetups and talk to people um, if it's like an industry specific thing, because you already know, hey, everybody at this location at this time probably has similar interests to me, right? You You instantly have something to talk about, even if it's just, hey, so what have you been playing recently? You you always know, hey, it's not you don't have to be like the master of small talk. There's a room full of people mm -hmm. who all 
like the same things you do. Uh, I um, used to be super introverted uh, around like these things too, have a super big issue with like, you know, approaching people, talking to people. But even if you just go there and just hang out at the bar and just randomly overhear conversations or just like, you know, somebody will approach you at some point and yeah. then you are, you, you get into conversations. Exactly. I think people sometimes forget that like everyone who is at that particular event is really there for one simple reason. And that is because they love doing what they do. They love being part of the gaming industry and being part of the community. And that is already a great starting point. So that's definitely, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up. Uh, and I hope that now the introverts are not screaming anymore. They're all nerds every time. Yeah. Like every single person I've talked with, just nerds. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So, um, one last thing that I want to hear from you, and that is um, we've talked so much about why you should uh, you should join gaming, how much people want to uh, enter the industry and all that jazz. But what is it in your opinion? Um, Clara, let's start with you. What, what's what's the fun thing about working uh, in a gaming company? Why? Why? You know, why is everyone? Why, why does everyone want to do that? What's fun for you working in a gaming company? I would say the atmosphere, uh, definitely. Like people are so open-minded and um, most of all, they're passionate, what you said earlier about what they're doing. So you all already have a baseline with each other um, that I have never seen in any other kind of company area or heard from friends um, before. So, yeah, I would say the atmosphere and that we all have something in common that we love. Awesome. I love that. Words? Yeah, I think that, that pretty much uh, hits it right on the head, right? It's like games co games uh, companies are usually, um, compared to other companies, even in like the uh, tech, tech sector and like uh, app development stuff, they are way more um, diverse, they're way more progressive. Um, it's just fun to work uh, at a games company for me personally. And obviously that compared to a lot of people who work in the games industry got into it because they are just interested in games, right? They've been playing games for uh, a huge portion of their lives. Um, so it's very fun to work on uh, a topic you are, you are passionate in, uh, about. All right. Awesome. Folks, um, to conclude today's session, I have prepared five speedy questions for you um, to honor our lovely colleague and my co-host Nate, who is not with us today. I don't want anyone to leave a one-star review because they missed Nate and I was alone. So we're going to do Nate's questions now, speedy questions. It is either or you just, you have to give me a very quick answer. So starting with the first one, Moritz, you go Coke versus Pepsi. Coke. Coke. Yeah. Plus one. All right. What animal would you be if you could? Or it's uh, Jesus, uh, dog. Dogs are great. <laughs> okay, I, I, right. I love dogs too, but I think I would be a penguin or something. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> okay, cool. Clara, new clothes or new phone? Oof, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a fashion addict and a fashion victim, so to say, some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Moritz? Phone. Phone. All right, that would be easy. Phone. Okay. Um, mm. Moritz, uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? You you said those were easy, small questions. Right, Nate, Jesus after Christ. this. Nate is the one. I'm going to like 
put in a formal complaint. Um, <laughs> ah, superpowers, uh, mind reading. I don't know. Okay, cool. Love Fun that. to know what other people think. I would love to be invisible and uh, uh, be the, the small mouse that is uh, running around so I can join some other situations <laughs> that I would not do <laughs> right now. This is, you know what I'm seeing a lot of like the psychology stuff around stalking and like analyzing without being noticed, but maybe I'm just reading into it. You said that's not a thing, but it's a coincidence and I just found it interesting. <laughs> All right. Last one before we wrap it up. Your favorite game. I know this may be the worst one, but what is your favorite game? Clara, you go first. GTA. Definitely. Okay. Uh, Fallout New Vegas for me. Big fan of uh, action RPGs. Um, like super good story. Uh, great written characters. Obsidian just knows how to how to write. Okay, this oh. seems to be like the easiest question of them all. Actually, I don't know how that happened, but Marina, I had another thought that just came to my mind. June's journey. Yeah. Actually, I should have said June's journey. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which level I would have I, but I think I'm 300 now. I. I'm ashamed to say that I've stopped playing and I started testing Rovio's new game, Darkfire Heroes. I know nobody from Wuga, from their TA team who know me, please don't come after me. Please don't leave a one-star <laughs> review. But I will go back to June's Journey. It's one of those like evergreen ones for me that I'm definitely going back to. But yeah, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> Folks, thank you so, so, so much for joining us today, giving us these Awesome tips that I'm sure many people will, will find so, so valuable. Again, it's been lovely having you. We had Clara, our operations manager, and Moritz, our game designer. Folks, it's been lovely talking to you today. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to share with a friend. And make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. We'd love for you to get in touch and find out more about the types of topics that you'd like to hear about and what would be most interesting for you. And also make sure to tune in next season for more episodes. Bye. Bye.